are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. back to the dynasty rewind everybody the best in the business is back in business and after some i guess visual difficulties on the live stream uh you'll be hearing a much cleaner podcast version so uh to my right or your left depending on how you're looking at the screen we have the return of the intern sean fournier he does a lot of fantastic things behind the scenes sean good evening thank you for coming back on the show thanks for having me boys all right, and we also have from the great state of Arizona, who's a little chilly in what sixty-five degree weather over there. We got Chevin Nooney. What's good, Chev? Yeah, man, it's a little chilly today. You know, I still had the shorts on, but you know, I got the blankie on top of me right now, just keeping me warm. Uh, I don't know if are you going to cut out everything that was before that. Yes, I am. All right, perfect. So I'm going to talk about our one team one child fund that I talked about on the pot or talked about in my Twitter. Uh, we've raised up to about five hundred dollars at this point. Uh, so thank you guys so much uh, for that. You guys have raised enough money to where 20 kids get to play uh, for free, basically, with their financial assistance. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, one Team, One Child is a campaign where uh, we give financial assistance out to families that can't afford to play sports uh, with our regular costs. Uh, so we are able to give financial assistance out to families that will help with their memberships or with their programming for sports. Uh, so if anybody else is interested in donating to this cause, uh, we have a long way to go until March 13th. Uh, if you donate, I would definitely put you guys' names in a drawing so that way um, you guys are able to possibly win a Dynasty Rewind hat just like this one right here. Uh, so thank you guys again. I'll be dropping uh, the link after the show. All right, and Chev makes a great point, Porkman. We're going to get to you in a second, but I do want to just take a minute, talk about our merchandise over on VeridianGlobal.com. Will Harris is in the chat right now. Um, he's the guy that set everything up. Great company right there. As a matter of fact, I'm rocking some V-gear. This is a Mapletron shirt. Chev's got the Dynasty Rewind hat on. Porkman's got a little Van Jefferson action going on there. Sean is wearing a hoodie right now, Dynasty Rewind hoodie. That was made before we were with Viridian Global. However... If you go to Viridian Global, you can get the exact same hoodie that everybody else has. It's a Bella Camus hoodie. It is fantastic. Um, if you are in Canada or if you're in America, whatever country you order from, that is where your garments are made and that is where they are shipped from. So there's no international shipping. Everything is done really, really quick. Placed an order on Saturday. It's on its way to my house right now. It's Tuesday night. Um, so that's pretty quick time for something to be made right there. They don't have anything in stock. It's made to order. So it is fantastic. All their stuff is great. Will does a great job over there. Check out the rest of their collective, too. It's all fantastic stuff. And you can check out the rest of our collective because we're going to Pork Man. Pork, what is good, my man? Doing great, man. I'm glad to be back this week. A little under the weather last week, but, you know, I had to. I can't come on here and I'll be 100%. So, yeah. Back, you know, I'm back and ready to go with this very comfortable Van Jefferson shirt. Was, it safe? Was it safe to say you had the swine flu? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, good one, that's the question that's of the one. night. I mean, I'm just asking. It might, it, it's true. It might be. Oh, uh, and Will, I need, I need a, uh, I need a Dawson Knox uh, design. <laughs> Must have been that chicken noodle soup Will sent you, probably. 
definitely. It was. You feel so, good. Well, uh, if he wants a Dawson Knox design, he needs something extremely mediocre to match the <laughs> So, uh, you know what, Porkman, we're actually we're going to start with you. Um, I did see you put out a tweet that said that you'd be grinding Fillmore and you're really going to go for it. So you are going to start going for it here. And we're going to talk about TJ Vassar from Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Can't remember the last time Texas Tech put out a good NFL prospect, but he is six foot six, 215 pounds. 47 games played over five seasons, 146 catches, 1,983 yards, 13.6 yards per reception is his average, and 21 touchdowns. Porkman, that's not very good for five years, if I may say. So why don't you tell me about the next Alshon Jeffrey and TJ Vasher and tell me what you like about him. I disagree with the Alshon Jeffrey, Mr. Sir. Um, but the thing I do like about him, uh, 6'6", I means he has a big frame. And like you say, he's 215. So um, usually this league seems like it's starting to turn into like a big receiver um, type of quick type of guy. And he does look pretty fast. Uh, for a big guy, he actually does um, bend his hips really well. He doesn't have really stiff hips. So that's why I look for in route running per se. But um, what I saw is that it seems like most of the guys that we were talking about today is like the 50-50 crew. It's like most of them don't get but so much separation. But with this guy, he has a really good wingspan, so when the ball is up in the air, he actually attacks the ball. And that's all I want to see. I don't want to see a guy that's a 50-50 ball that's waiting for the ball to come to him. So I think that just translates better uh, going into the league more than a guy that's just, you know, can't get separation, but he can. he's just bigger than everybody else. Um, so from what I saw, uh, he's really, he has, he gives really good effort. Um, not saying that the other guy that, that we were talking about later doesn't, but I feel as though he gives way more effort than, uh, than the other guy we'll be talking about tonight. So I, I feel like he's going to be like a, he's probably going to be still like a day three guy, but I'm probably going to have a good amount of, uh, good amount of share of him in my rookie leagues, my rookie drafts. Of course. Say. Obviously this is very we don't know his landing spot yet. Him yeah. or Colin Johnson. Because, you, you know, we're talking it's about the same. Okay. So you'd be happy with either one. Yeah. Now, could this be a case where obviously a landing spot is better for TJ than it is currently for Colin Johnson? Because we think it's going to be Lawrence. We still don't 100% know that yet. The draft hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. is there a place that he could go like a Green Bay or uh, maybe to Sean's Patriots who don't have – a massive, you know, plethora of receiving targets. All they have is to kill Harry up there, really. Julian Edelman's getting older. So but then again, there's there's quarterback questions there. So, you know, is there a spot that you would love to well, see him go to? Well, like with the Packers, I'm tired of like mocking players to the Packers because they obviously don't want to draft anybody. But I mean, I'm trying to think of I can't even think of one right now, but bring back Bagleton. Green <laughs> But um <laughs> Even honestly, if he was to go to like, I'll be a homer. If he was to go to the Eagles, honestly, I think that would be a good fit for him too. They need a, a big guy that's not a JJR thing of Whiteside. See, I don't think he'd be a good fit there, to be honest with you. He catches the ball. Yes, that's what we need. It's not what they do. He got hands. I, yeah. I know. That's why we need somebody with hands that can catch the ball that's big and not our uh, JJR thing of Whiteside like the clone that we're going to be talking about later. I would like to see him. Uh, I think the Texans would be a good spot for him. You know, they have some speed with Will Fuller if he resigns. 
Um, they don't really have that big body receiver aside from Isaiah Coulter, who just never really got on the field. Um, hey, listen, before we break down the rest of TJ Vasher, um, let's um, let, let's look at somebody's roster here. So Alexa, who is a, a fan of the show, um, she had a question, but we're just going to go ahead and do it right on the pod. So she is a big PJ Walker fan, as am I. She's thinking about cutting him. Okay. She said, I couldn't bring myself to cut PJ Walker without consulting you. She's thinking about giving Benny <laughs> Snell the boot. Here's the bench. So maybe we can walk her through this. Okay. And this is a Superflex Debbie Dynasty League. Okay. Just to give you the parameters. So her bench is PJ Walker, Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley. Obviously, they're not going to get cut. Um, I don't. See, here's the problem with sleeper. I don't know if there's Daryl Williams or Damian Williams. It's D Williams from the, Kansas City. You should uh, have to click on the name. Well, I can't. It's a screenshot. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what sleeper. Um, uh, Justice Hill, Benny Snell, and then Anthony. Darryl Williams. It's Daryl. Okay. So Darryl. Uh, of that, I mean, I think PJ is probably a safe bet to cut. To be honest with you, because I think. They're gonna they're gonna make a run at a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's the guy. They're already trying to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater in trades already. They're trying to move up and do whatever they can to get higher pick. I'm guessing uh, they they want a different quarterback. They need somebody different there. It looks like they're they're just trying to clear house and hopefully get their guy in this next draft. I mean, they drafted all defensive players last last draft, and mm. I think their defense definitely improved from that. Uh, so who knows? Maybe this year they go all offensive, and uh, we'll see you later, T- Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but he might be there at the end. Who knows? But I'm not too too excited for old PJ Walker. I know. Uh, what's that league, Mike? What's that league called? One of your favorites? XFL, man. Yeah, the XFL. Yeah. We're ready for PJ Walker to come home, baby. We are. Yeah, next next year, the XFL comes back. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I think it's safe. I'd, sadly, I think it's safe to cut PJ Walker. So I think uh, she was talking about Benny Snell. I wouldn't cut Benny Snell because I think he has a spot. Yeah, he could be a good spot flex play, depending on what the Steelers do with the running back situation. I mean, I think they're going to add somebody if they get Najee Harris. Yeah, then you could probably it's cut over. Benny Snell. Yeah, which I would love if they did. Be fantastic, but um, yeah, so go ahead, cut PJ. I know it hurts, but he's going to be out there on waivers if you want to pick him back up. Um, Sean, do you have anything to add to TJ Vasher that uh filled in? Um, no, I mean, like I said, like uh, Porkman said, he, you know, he's a bigger guy and with a bigger frame. You know, his, what stood out to me was um, his hands. You know, he he always seemed to be catching the ball um, in space. Uh, and, and out from his body, which I thought was good. Um, a lot of times, you know, from the film this week, we were, I was seeing lots of body catches and a lot of other guys that we're looking at. So, you know, to him, it kind of stood out in this group of three that we're looking at. Um, the other thing that I thought stood out was, you know, with his bigger frame, like his sideline and end zone work is just like it it really flashed like, you know, and, you know, there are times where you're like wanted more out of them, but like you see some big plays and you see him making some plays that you could see could translate to the next level of um, if he gets himself into a situation. So, you know, um, I think he showed enough. Um, 
that. I think he warrants some interest in like our rookie drafts for sure. Um, and honestly, like I was surprised by how much he ran or how well he ran, you know, for a mm-hmm. six, six guy, two fifteen, two ten. you know, you expect to see kind of a plotter and, you know, something like that, but he didn't seem that way when you watched him, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, I do know that competition is different in a lot of the different conferences. So, um, uh, but I just, I think, you know, I think he'll be an, a developmental player. If he lands on a squad, like you guys were talking about some landing spots, I was just trying to think off the top of my head, but I know quarterback situation is a little bit sketchy, but like if he could be on another side of like Michael Thomas, who's a playmaker and, you know, New Orleans or something where they can have a bigger guy with a bigger frame that can make some catches like that. Um, you know, that could be, you know, that could be a pretty, pretty good combination. Um, but again, I think he's kind of a developmental guy. It might be something you have to sit on and be patient with a bit. Um, to be honest. So I think maybe he should put on weight and be a tight end. Is he, is he a Hakeem Butler now? I mean, you're, I'm looking at his stats here, right? And I know stats don't tell everything, but yeah. for a guy who's an outside receiver, look at these averages. The last three seasons, 12.7, 12.3, 11.9. And I think you also have to factor in the quarterback play. Uh, me yeah. and Shell was looking at some tape earlier. Yeah. Quarterback play from these three guys were absolutely horrid. So you kind of have to take your um, take your eye off the ball and just look at the player and see what he does, look at his routes. Because sometimes he may be open, but the offensive line, the quarterback play could be just be absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Chev, I want to hit you with this one. I put this on here. I was talking to Nate about TJ Vasher. Nate says he's better than Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, agree or disagree? I can say that I agree. I think I like AGG's game a little bit. Better. Yeah, I think I do too. I think he, I think AGG has a little bit more in his game, in my opinion. Versatility, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, you guys nailed it on the head right here. He's a plucker. He plucks it out of freaking air pretty well. He gets up high, high points the ball. I'm worried about his size just a little bit. It seems like he gets bumped off his routes pretty easily. Um, so that's one thing that I do worry about. Um, but I do want to say thank you to Nathan Vasher if he's listening to this podcast because that's his dad and he used to play for the Bears and he had a couple of pretty big returns. So appreciate that. But I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going to have to draft this guy. In my opinion, it's probably like a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, so if you're listening to Porkman say he's going to draft him, he's not going to draft him early. So don't don't think that. Um We'll see. I, I think he's definitely – he has to get developed pretty well to make an impact in the NFL. Yeah. And, again, the guys we're talking about tonight, they're not – we're not talking wide receiver ones. Mm-mm. You know, like everybody – ones. Yeah, wide receiver 20. Yeah. Hey, if some of these guys turn out to be the wide receiver 21, then I'd be pretty shocked, but it could happen. I don't really have much to add to uh, – TJ Vasher. I mean, he's good. I like his high point contested catch, but it's six six. You better be able to high point the ball. You better be able to just reach your hand up and high point it. To be honest with you, but um, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think I'm probably the lowest on him out of all of us. To be honest with you, but that's okay. Um, so we're gonna move next to Jonathan Adams Jr. from Arkansas State, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, on four years, forty games, one hundred sixty six receptions for two thousand three hundred six yards. So he averaged 13.9 yards per reception and 20. It's either 21 or 27 touchdowns. I really can't read my handwriting. So I do apologize for that. 
but, uh, terrible. It, it is pretty bad. But we are going to start <laughs> with the return of the intern, Sean. Your thoughts on Jonathan Adams Jr. So uh, I think the first thing I want to touch on is like what Porkman said with the quarterback play a bit. Uh, you know, noticed a lot of throws to him were totally you know, off target or, you know, into the ground or away over his head. And, you know, that kind of put him in positions to try to make some plays. Um, you know, I, I will say that, you know, he had made adjustments pretty well to those kinds of bad throws or also to, to like plays that were broken up a bit and not necessarily within the, the, the scheme of the play. Um, so I thought he did those kinds of things well. It's kind of hard to evaluate when you have throws that are just so errant at times. But, um, you know, I, when throws were on target, I, I just wanted to see him catch the ball out off his body. You know, every, it seemed like every catch he was making that was on target, he seemed to catch in, in his body. So I think uh, that kind of – he missed a few throw uh, catches off of that because he wasn't trying to go and get the ball and uh, a corner was, you know, making a play on him. So um, – Something else I kind of liked off of his play, he seemed to get off the line pretty pretty well, um, you know, uh, but it, it just seemed like he didn't really have that, like he kind of didn't have the short, quick area speed, but he also didn't have that long speed either. So mm -hmm. I think his biggest playmaking uh, ability that he had was probably the downfield big play or like it seemed like any kind of play within the 20, you know, or in the red zone area was going to him. Um, and I think that's like his biggest, you know, uh, part of his game was just, uh, the red zone, uh, ability to kind of get up there and get the ball and contested catches almost similar to Vasher a bit. Um, but I, I didn't see much between the twenties or, you know, like I, I, no route running skills, no, you know, it just, it just wasn't there for me. Okay. Chev, you want to talk about Jonathan Adams Jr.? It just almost looks like sometimes he's just playing in like slow-mo when he's running, in my opinion. It just looks so slow coming off the ball sometimes. It just looks lackluster uh, to me. Sean, Sean nailed it with red zone threat. I mean, he's a guy that is going to box somebody out and make that catch. Um, but other than that, I don't see him doing too much. I mean, if Omar Bayless, let me see what the stats he had. He had 93 1,617 touchdowns and didn't even get drafted from Arkansas State last year. So uh, not seeing a bright future for our guy here. Yeah, I, I'm looking at him. I feel like he's a really, really poor man's Tylen Wallace. Like He could do everything pretty well, but he doesn't really. I will say this. I saw a lot of really cool one-handed catches when I was watching this game. But unfortunately, it's not really going to get you anywhere. Um the Arkansas State Stadium does have a waterfall in it. I noticed from the film, which is pretty badass. So that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> He's so good. We're talking about the waterfall right now. I just I just I thought that. that was really cool. Um, and one thing I did notice too, I feel like it was really hard for him to get quarterback chemistry going because it looks like they rotated their quarterbacks. I couldn't really tell mm -hmm. too much from the film. So either they're rotating or guys are getting hurt. And I just feel like maybe if he had consistent quarterback play these numbers would be better he would look better on film you know it's hard you know you go one guy's putting the ball here another guy's putting the ball here and everybody you know you're talking about wide receivers run routes differently well quarterbacks throw the ball differently to different routes too so that's something to think about um i personally think he's he's a date like a late day three pick or he he signs on you know as an undrafted guy and we'll be doing an undrafted show um 
for our Patreon. So if Frank's saying it's an educational show, <laughs> that it is. I uh, wonder, I honestly wonder if he got injured last season because he had a knee brace on. So I wonder if that was anything of the reason why he was kind of slow. It's kind of, mm-hmm. he looked a little awkward to me just running. I don't know. I don't, did anybody else see a little bit of awkwardness in his game? Yeah. This could be something where the, not having the combine helps a guy like him because you're just going yeah. on his team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and uh, Frank's saying he's an undrafted free agent. And you know what? We're going to be doing an undrafted free agent for our Patreons, patrons, on our Patreon, dinosaurrewind.com forward slash Patreon. You're not just helping the team out. You're becoming part of the team when you're over there. You get uh, better access to us. I'm probably not the most accessible guy. Just DM me on Twitter. I will respond to you. Uh, he won't respond. I'll respond. I'll respond. I'll respond on Twitter. So, um, yeah. Got two tiers, $5 tier, $8 tier. Uh, $8 tier, you get all of our written content. Great stuff going on. Sean's got a few articles in there. Jay Wick's in there. Uh, Bob Van Duzer, our IDP guy. Maddie throwing some articles in there, too. So, everybody chipping in. So, Come hang out, be a rewinder. It's a great place to be. And uh, Porkman, do you want to finish off Jonathan Adams Jr. for us? Yeah, y'all pretty much hit the nail on the head with Adams. I think he's more of a – we always play with our NFL, XFL. I think he would be, like, really good in the XFL just to develop his game. For sure. But um, his, he does have good hands, but, you know, I'm the stickler for bad, uh, for bad route running. It irritates me. So and he's just like – He's just there. The, the The play is called us a running play. He's just standing there. That irritates the the doodle out of me. So I feel as though if he if he decides decides to give out more effort and run his routes better and do all that other stuff and not just um, know when you're the number one target on the play, I would like that better. So I just need to see a little bit more drive from him um, if he gets drafted or decides when he gets in gets on the team or something like that. I'm trying to see. Do you know how old he is by chance? I know he's a senior, but he's probably old as Van Jefferson, huh? I was gonna uh-huh. say, if so, then you would like him. <laughs> let me see. Let me look on twenty-four-seven. Uh, Come right here. Uh, doesn't say. I will say, if you're in a deep league, go pick up Omar Bayless. He could be a good, nice little dart throw for uh, the Panthers next season. Yeah. You never know, especially if they lose Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. free agency, which a lot of people are talking about. I think if he goes anywhere, he goes to Jacksonville. Personally, reunite with um, Urban Meyer. Honestly, spot. I forgot he even freaking signed to be a coach there. But you know what? Actually, so wait, would he? Because LaVisca <laughs> and all kind of can do everything that Curtis Samuel does. So it would be kind of redundant to have. Yeah. Curtis Samuel and LaVisca Chenault, especially mm-hmm. when LaVisca Chenault is the cheaper yeah, option. Redundant. Of the two right now, so was, who knows? He was born in ninety nine, so he's twenty two. Yeah, nah, he's too young for pork man to like. So yeah, don't like him. We'll move Jeez. on. So here is the source of contention on the show: Sage Surratt. I don't know if it's Surratt or Surratt. It doesn't matter. Surratt. Surratt. Surratt on your bench. Sage I've heard sausage Surratt. All right. Well, Sage Surratt from Wake Forest, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So he is he accrued three seasons. The way it works, by the way, is you have to be out of high school for three years to be eligible for the NFL draft. He did sit out this last season. So in eighteen and nineteen combined, he played nineteen games, one hundred seven catches, 
1,582 yards. He averaged 14.8 yards per reception and 15 touchdowns in that time. So uh, we started with Pork. We started with Sean. Let's start with Chev on good old Sage Surratt. <laughs> Talk about him a little bit. Nah, Mike, I think you should go first, man. You, you think like I, this guy more okay, than I, you do, I think. So I do like Sage Surratt. And I'm Pork, man, we talked about this. We're going to, when we have a take, we're going to stick to it. We're not going to change how we feel just because of consensus. So oh, no. I like Sage. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's going to be a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two. He might be a high-end wide receiver three, but guess what? You need those players on your roster. I also feel like Sage Rock could be very landing spot dependent. If he goes to the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to be an absolutely useless fantasy option because he's not going to get on the field. If he goes to a wide receiver needy team like the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles, He's going to have to get a little bit of a bump because he's going to get more of an opportunity to play. Porkman, just stop shaking your head. You're going to get it. I'm listening. Gonna, you're shaking your head. You're going to get your time. But um, don't, look, I think, don't look at me. Just talk. I can't help but look at you. <laughs> Go big screen, Mike. Come on. No, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does track the ball pretty well. Uh, I like his concentration. He's big. He can separate. Not always pork, man. He's going to have issues with elite NFL caliber cornerbacks. I can say that. He's physical. I like his comeback route. Then again, I don't know if they were designed comebacks route, comeback routes or the ball was underthrown. That's it's hard to say. Um, he looks to me like a professional receiver. Um, one thing I noticed too is he draws a lot of pass interference calls too. So that's something that is big for coaches. If you can fake out the defense and get those PI calls, that's going to get you um, on the field. Uh, and one thing I really like too, he catches the ball in stride exceptionally well. Uh, however, after he catches the ball, that's pretty much it. He's done. He's not going to juke you out of your shoes. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run in a straight line. He's going to either get a touchdown or get tackled. So elusiveness is not there. It's effective enough. I do like Sage Surratt. I think I'm the only one. Maybe Sean likes him. I don't know. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a good contested catcher. I think he's really good at that. It's nice whenever the cornerbacks play you like seven to ten yards off the ball. So those come by those, those comeback come routes are real easy. Real easy at the five yard the line. Dig, so dig route darling. He catches it. <laughs> the he dig catches route it. darling. Hey. I mean, he does make some strong plays, man. He he's he's a tough guy. I think he's got a little slipperiness, um, but he's not gonna do too much after the catch, like Mike said. No. I, I don't I, it's not that I hate him. Uh, I like him better than any of the other guys on this list. I would, I think, but okay. I don't know. I just don't see too much. The separation for me is just not there unless somebody is off the ball of him. So that kind of worries me. His route running's okay, but he's not doing too much um, with the separation for my liking. So I'm probably trying to stay away from this guy. He's gonna have to have a massively awesome landing spot for me to really go get him this off season. I think the Jets would be a good landing spot for him. They have Denzel Mims. Brashad Perryman is – he might not come back. Uh, they got uh, – what the hell is that guy's name that came over? Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, who's their, their underneath guy. Maybe Chris Herndon finally does anything. Who knows? So um, the Jets are a little bit devoid at the wide receiver position. So, all right, Pork, you want to tell me why I'm wrong now? No. I'm not going to tell you why you're completely wrong. It's just oh. the fact that I just didn't like his um he was he's very lazy around running in my opinion. Um slants it was just kind of like 
you know, I'm going to just run this way and hopefully the ball is there. But I think this is my biggest, my biggest pet peeve was his separation. Um, but his dig routes, they like me and Chef was looking at tape earlier. It was like they was giving him 11 yards. So you better catch those 11 yard dig routes. But like when you're going deep, <laughs> seven, seven, 11 yards. Oh, your five yard dig routes. Exactly. <laughs> but um, when he's going deep, um, he did have one good double move where he carried a little bit of separation, but uh, safety was supposed to help him up top and didn't help him at all. So that's why he was open on that play. But um, his deep routes to me, it was just like the cornerback was on his hip on every route the whole time. And it's just like the fact that if you can't get separation and you're not plucking the ball like TJ Vasher was, like we was talking about earlier, to me, I believe that can become an issue. So if, if there's something he can improve with his uh with his route running, um like Nick, we always said in the kill Harry he had issues with his route running, but for some reason he got a route running coach and it didn't help him either. So maybe it can help this guy. Um, he's already a big guy. So like Chef said, if it's a like a super team dependent, if he gets drafted to a, a good team, I would I would throw like a maybe fourth rounder on him in my opinion. Okay. He kind cool. of reminded me of like Alan Lazard, like kind of in my opinion. He just seemed like a big guy that can make those contested catches, and I mean he's not the fastest guy. Lazard's not, so I mean mm-hmm. maybe he can turn some some kind of role into it. Uh, but your team doesn't. Ha- your team has to not draft a wide receiver for like the next five years, like Green Bay does to help Lazard out. So it could be right. one of those things too where. He, he latches on with the team. He's there for a couple of years. He's just hanging out, mm-hmm. learning, gets cut, yeah. goes somewhere else because like maybe somebody gets hurt or their wide receiver position is just devoid of anything, and then he becomes something. You know, I, I, think, I, I think um I think like you know the the long speed just wasn't there, like trying to get downfield. Like he just wasn't getting separation, even in like the areas of the game where you feel like he should succeed, being a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I feel like you know to me, I almost picture like him being like if he could transition to be like a big slot guy, maybe he might be able to yeah make something out of that. Like whether it be, you know, just being a bigger guy on those smaller corners, maybe, you know, he doesn't have to be faster. He doesn't have to have that elusiveness. Maybe he just needs to be bigger, stronger, almost like that, you know, uh, you know, like uh, uh, between a tight end or, you know, something like that, you know, but I think that's where I think he could find some success maybe in a, in a role or on a team that maybe already has somebody that's pretty good on the outside. And maybe he just finds some, you know, ways of doing that. But Kind of like Chev and Pork, I might I'm not as excited about him when I was watching him. Um, I honestly didn't know much too much about him coming into it into this week, other than just knowing he was one of the the names. It's just this class is so good, you know, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. he just you know after looking at all these wide receivers these past few or this past month or so, it's um, you know he it's he just maybe in another class might stand out a little more, but I think it's just there's so much talent coming into the league right now so yeah i i think that's what we got to remember too like there is so many good wide receivers in the nfl right now and they just keep getting pumped out from college too so like those spots are getting taken so like if you're a guy that's on the fringe you better hope that you can play special teams and hopefully earn a role there and then maybe Mm -hmm. get an opportunity if somebody is to get hurt and i don't see these guys being um a special teams type player uh, just in my opinion, the mm. physicality is not there. 
they just don't look to make plays um, like some of the other people have that we are um, have talked about in the past. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm curious to see what he runs his forty in at his comp as pro day. So that would be interesting to me to see kind of his true speed at that point. What do you think it is? Sure. If you if you had to guess, I don't know. Somewhere probably like a four five four seven somewhere in between there. I would imagine I four four five point eight is uh, what I'm going with. That's what I was thinking. The four or five, four, yeah, four or seven is like maybe. undraftable. Well, let's see. What's up, pimps? I'm just. What's up, T King? Troy. Mustache daddy, Troy. daddy. <laughs> oh, um, Troy King checking in, saying, "What's up, pimps? What's up, Troy? How you doing, my man?" Um, and a question from Fantasy and Frame: Does having a high contested catch percentage help offset route running? Workman, you're a route running expert here. <laughs> that question. Um, to me, no. Um, coming in college, it's easier to get higher uh, contested catches because of the secondary is, you know, you don't really have that many good corners in the league in, in, in college football. So I feel as though I kind of don't see it that way. I'd rather have that route running percentage higher than the high, than the high contested catch percentage, in my opinion, because it's just you can't count on that. You're going against guys like Gilmore and Tredarius White and um, Ramsey. The other guys, and Ramsey and guys like that. So they're they're not gonna they don't care about that because they're gonna knock that ball out every time because they're gonna be on that hip. What about Darby? <laughs> he's gonna get he's toast. You go against him easy. <laughs> Oh, Jair Alexander. I couldn't think of his name because that's mm. my that's my dude. Yeah, I can't yeah. find his forty time. I was trying to find Sitrat's forty time from when he um in high school. Yeah, I didn't I can't find it. So I don't know, maybe maybe somebody else, you know, a Debbie guy. Yeah, like, but I would I would say like maybe like four like a four or five, four closer to four or six, maybe. Yeah. But if it starts going towards like that four four six, four seven range. That's that's like uh that happened to I think Jawan Johnson last year. He was like a receiver for Tennessee or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to he was like ranked high and then once that forty time came out, he would disappear. Well same thing happened with Benny Snell too. Remember? And then everyone yeah. was calling him Benny Snell. And <laughs> yeah. Elijah Holyfield was yeah, I mean oh, a, God. a great running back and uh, productive and just ran people over, ran a four seven undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame, too, because game speed and what you run in it's shorts different. are just two completely different things. You know what I mean? It's Not, like, I uh, think 40, 40 time really doesn't matter too much for running backs as it is because most like Kareem Hunt ran like, like a 4-4 four, four, or 4-5 four, or something like that. Like most of the guys, like unless you're a CJ2K, like <laughs> it really doesn't matter. He was a whole nother animal. Yeah, and you know, you figure too with running backs, most of your running is done within a five to ten yard window anyway. Mm. I would feel to me elusiveness and vision is better than than high end speed. You know, and with uh with a wide receiver, it's you don't have to be the fastest guy. Can you get off that press coverage? Can you get behind a cornerback, get your hand up? Can you draw a PI? You know what I mean? Can you do all those little things that make you a valuable asset? Can you catch the ball? That's important too, obviously. So speed isn't everything. And I think 
personally, I think people, I think NFL teams might overvalue it as well. No, but that's, yeah. Well, look at well, look at the look at the draft this past year. Yeah, Henry Ruggs go first, the first uh, receiver off the board you through think, the speed. You think uh, Vegas regrets that? Uh, Most yeah. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Most likely. Because I, 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 I'd rather them have Judy or CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. How about it? And like, Rager. you know, yeah, Rager would have been, I, he, he's fast, but he's more versatile than Henry Ruggs is. Yeah, he is. Sure. So stay on the field. Yeah. So I think one of the, the main things I look for, like if you're talking about running backs, the contact balance, it has to be there. Because I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, like these running backs aren't going to be running these four twos, and mm-hmm. they have good contact balance, like Kareem Hunt and other guys to that matter, where they just bounce off tacklers. Nick Chubb, like that's what you really want to look for to get those extra yards, and they're going to find their way into the end zone on a couple plays just because of that contact balance alone. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big one that I strive to look for, and I know Mike, Mike really looks for those feet to be chopping yep. when things mm-hmm. are in trouble. So. That's yeah. what they used to tell us, you know, when – well, I never played running back. Um, but obviously I would hear the coaches talking to the running backs. You know, you get hit, keep those feet moving because <clears throat> you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. A guy could slip and fall in the tackle breaks and you could break one off. If you just – if your feet stop as soon as you get hit, the play is done. Yep. So that's what I always heard getting coached to the running backs. So I always played defense. I never played offense. Well, it's because you're a hard hitter. I mean, I've heard of your hit your boxing skills. I think you took out Tyree right. Hill a couple of years ago. So I would say it's pretty impressive. Right. And then the Buccaneers took him out on Sunday. So did you guys see Antoine Winfield? Oh, that was that was great, man. He got the last laugh, gotta say. You have to do that. If you're Antoine Winfield, you have to he backflipped in your face and threw it up on you. So in the biggest mm-hmm. moment in the Super Bowl, all eyes are on you because they're trying to come back. You hit him with it. That was beautiful. I loved every second of that. That's how it should be. If the if the offense can do it to you, the defense definitely should be able to do it back as well. I mean, you got a flag, yeah, but I agree with that. Didn't matter. Yeah, it, it's not well because it's a touchdown celebration. Then for the offense, it's like, hey, you know what? Whatever. At that point, you could take the flag. So, um, does anyone have anything else to add to these three prospects before we shove on out? Uh, no, I would just say you know. Take what we say, listen to it, digest it all. And when you get to your rookie drafts, these are the guys that they might pop, they might not. But if you draft them late, it's a fourth or fifth round pick. If you got to drop them, you got to drop them because you'll find somebody else in our undrafted free agent show that you might like more. You can pick him up and put slap him in the taxi squad too. So James Robinson, just, you know, just, just exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come back next week. This time we're going to be talking about Marlon Williams, Jamon Osborne, Osborne, Usbun. And we're going to be talking about him and Seth Williams. Uh, but before we head out, Chef, do you have something for us, my good friend? Yes, sir. Give me one second. All right. It says, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Uh, so for me, uh, when I find rest is when I'm actually uh, in the presence of God. Um, when I'm trying to live on my own, do the things that I do uh, by myself and not do what God wants me to do, I feel tired. I feel exhausted. Uh, but when I'm with the Lord and I give him 
he gives me all my strength. So uh, press into the Lord, dig into his word this week, uh, become rested, uh, and let's get you having a good weekend, man. And I'm, I'm excited. It sucks that we don't have any football left, uh, but now's the time that we all relish in for Dynasty Fantasy Football. So this is why we're here. We kind of started a long time ago doing wide receivers, it seemed like. Uh, but get rested. We have a long time until the NFL is coming. So be rested. Get ready to digest some film. Uh, make sure you're watching your own film, too, because uh, that's going to play a big role, I think, this year more than ever uh, due to the combine not being there. So do your own film watching. Make your own adjustments. Yeah, Chef, great point. Uh, you got to use your eyes and obviously listen to people you trust. And if you're listening to podcasts saying uh, the offseason starts now, I don't know how many fantasy leagues were playing up until the Super Bowl. So if you're in a dynasty league, the offseason started week 17. Just keep that in mind. Keep in mind who you're taking your advice from. So, Chef, why don't you lead us out then? Where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can find me at Chef Boyardee, boy with an I. Uh, again, I just want to say thank you to the fantasy community. Uh, you guys have given $500 to uh, my branch alone, uh, helping out 20 kids. That's huge. Thank you guys so much for that. All right. And our intern, Sean, who does so many fantastic things behind the scenes. I just want to give some appreciation to you. Uh, some things that people will never see or hear about. Sean handles it. So, Sean, thank you again. And where can we find you on Twitter? Thanks, buddy. Uh, at Rewind Intern. And obviously, I just wanted to say this is uh, a big time where people are starting to be in the lull of the dynasty season. People are starting to get that dynasty startup itch, you know, and start getting offers from people and friends and groups to come into their leagues. So uh, if you guys have any questions, I know our group chat was uh, uh, and Patreon was pretty live this week with uh, some questions about some startup mm -hmm. questions. So, uh, uh, you know, reach out to us through DM, uh, check out Patreon uh, and, uh, you know, take advantage of access to all of us here. You know, we have we have a big group and we're all really, uh, really um, excited to help you all out. Don't don't join too many leagues. I, I made that mistake last year. So be careful with how many <laughs> leagues you get in, boys and girls. Yeah. yeah. Both great points. Chev is right. Don't join too many leagues. And Sean is also right. We got a big group, but we always have room for one more. And that one more should be you. Pork, where can we find you on Twitter until next week? You can find me at FF Porkland. And I would like to say uh, it's February, so it's Black History Month. I would like for you to you know, pledge for you guys to, you know, just look into some other people that's not, you know, normally noted, like the Harriet Tubmans and the Frederick Douglasses. Mm -hmm. um, there's other people out here that, you know, has put a, a stamp on this world. And I honestly would, you know, include every black person that's in the world, including myself doing fantasy football. I hadn't seen mm -hmm. myself doing this two, three years ago. Uh, met Mike last year, a year and a half ago. It's a whole blessing uh, doing this with you guys every week. I love it's it. not a blessing to meet me. I'm sorry, Pork. It's true. It was a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing when I keep a uh, pork sandwich every time I can eat one. So. That's right. <laughs> All right. So beautiful things, Pork Man. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for everyone that watched, and thank you for everyone that is listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us reach more people when we do that. Well, hey, you know how it goes. And check out our longest standing sponsor at DynastyHunter.com. We got some leagues forming now. You know, I don't know if there's any orphans in the league that we dominated last year. Can't take credit for that. That was all the guys. But, hey, if you want to go up against the champs, see if you can get into that division. And um, until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. We'll see you next week.